Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast, Podcast. Pub Chat Edition or whatever. So uh, grab your pubs and prepare to chat. I know it's water. Water again? The pure blasphemy. We just got out of the theater and I'm feeling so dehydrated after that popcorn. I don't. I don't even know how to handle the idea that popcorn is enough to dehydrate you. Also, our theater, handful of popcorn. Well, it was... It was delicious popcorn. Don't get me wrong. Delicious popcorn, yes. You know, I'm not... Like, I certainly used to. Total aside, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, and do all that kind of stuff. Total aside. Um, fucking, you know what's going on here. Uh, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. Get it together. Uh, so, like, definitely during the blockbuster banger. Let's be old together as a group for a minute. Um, during the blockbuster times, right? The Hollywood video times, right? Um, I feel like popcorn was a significantly larger proportion of my life. But I also feel like I've had enough popcorn and as an adult, unless it, unless I'm like at a theater, I always want popcorn, but I don't know, putting on like a streaming movie and making a bag of popcorn, it just don't feel the same, dog. That's true. You know what I'm um, saying? I mean, I definitely don't feel like I've ever had enough popcorn. Yeah. Um, but I also kettle also... corn is an affront to all of the potential gods, all current gods, and all forgotten gods whose egregores have fallen backwards into the abyss. I hate. I hate kettle corn. I will so die on this flipping hill, dude. It's just. You know what? Caramel corn from the tin that definitely doesn't have an expiration date on it. I will fuck with that shit every single Christmas, but I cannot abide by kettle corn. All right, it's well, just this gross. episode is over because we're getting a divorce. Divorce time. No, I just, I, I can't do kettle corn. Kettle man. corn is delicious. Uh, you fucking is, monster. I've never been into kettle corn and I've always loved the caramel corn. And when people are like, this is like caramel corn, but it's, it's made in a kettle. I was very prepared for that shit. And it's just never been as good as well, old caramel corn. It's not caramel from a tin. corn. I know. That person it's that just described gross, sweet. it to you is wrong. It's just gross sweet corn. But and I don't like want sweet, sweet corn. And it's salty. That's unless the thing. it's cream corn. It's like sweet. Let me tell and you how old how, how old a person I am on the inside. Uh can of cream corn. Not Ooh, bad that's corn. Gross. Can of cream corn. Not okay, bad corn. now this episode is really <laughs> over because we are getting into also can of, can of cream corn. Secret to good Southern style uh, cornbread, and I hate chunks of corn in my cornbread. But cream corn has a very specific. Thing. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. All of the things. Jalapeno you just said corn chunk cornbread have me rethinking every choice. I mean, listen. If you're not life. constantly rethinking your choices, what are you even doing in this time period? That's fair, but yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. Anyway. No to kettle corn. Yes to can of cream corn. Oh no, gross. Um, you have yes to wrong. mushy peas. It's because they're old person foods. I'm okay with mushy peas. Yeah. but like I can don't of cream want, corn, same thing. But I also want kettle corn, and I definitely don't want cream. Corn. No to mushroom soup. You know what I'm talking about? I like mushroom soup. It's a great ingredient, but like. Just in a bowl, it's kind of bonkers to me. Oh, I'm not usually going to drink it by itself. It's usually as I think ingredient. You eat, I think you eat that, but yes. Uh, I guess you fair. can put it in a, in, a, in a cup. I used to get those. Um, we are fucking so off topic today, so just, that's fine. Um, dude, remember those? Uh, we're playing Remember Berries. 
remember those um uh like microwavable cups of tomato oh, soup? Oh yeah, Dude, I remember when those I, first came out. Yeah. That that is one of the greatest inventions of all time and I'm honestly sad that is, there's not more. The problem I is, is it's all not enough time. soup. Well, it's but it doesn't enough. need to be a ton of soup. I, I mean, the thing is, is that what are you just, are you having standalone tomato soup? Tomato soup is a side, bro. Yeah, but I want more. I want more soup. Yeah, the more comes in the main dish, no, the sando. I want to have two of those. I mean, well. As a unit. You could probably like, fit 10 in a microwave, although that might blow up your microwave. So not recommended. My lawyers told me not to recommend that to you. But, um. Yeah, you can microwave definitely. I've definitely microwaved like four or five of those at a time. Yeah, but at that point, you just get a regular can of it and then you just make that. And you just pour it into a pint glass. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, tomato soup, it's better to be drank than to be spooned. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yes. It's a drinkable soup. Very, I do I'm like I do that. like drinking a good soup. A good a good meat tea. A good you meat will. tea or vegetable tea. I mean tomato soup is a vegetable tea. That's true. Technically tomato it's a, a tomato like a soup smoothie. is just a smoothie. Yeah, yeah. tomato soup is just a hot smoothie. Just a hot that's gross. I don't I don't want to say that. I don't want to say a those hot words smoothie? out loud. I don't want to say those. I mean, words. have you ever had cold tomato soup? Isn't that a thing? Isn't that like a fancy Italian dish? Yeah, it's called gazpacho. It's a, a Spanish dish. Oh, Spanish dish. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was like a thing. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty Sometimes, right. listen, you just make a uh, tomato soup, like a Campbell's tomato soup, like a, like a Progresso? Is that the other brand? What's the one with all the fucking chunks in the can slightly larger? I think that's Progresso. Is that Progresso? Yeah. Oh my God, I haven't bought soup in so long. Um, uh, You take one of those and you make a tomato soup and then you forget about that shit because you're busy and then you come back later and you're like, I could reheat this, but lazy. And then you just have a cold tomato soup. I mean, I poor get... person gazpacho. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I can't tell you how many times I've microwaved one of those things, and then the microwave beeped, and I was like, "Yes," and opened the microwave so the beeping would stop because I cannot abide by the beeping, right? Uh, and then like went to go finish the task I was at, and then like four hours later, like, "Oh, I should eat food." Didn't I make a soup? And then you go in there and you're just like. Cold soup. Go time. I'm going to re-microwave a soup. One microwave, acceptable soup. Two microwaves, I don't know, questionable soup. You have a really broken relationship with food. I guess. I just don't really eat as often. My primary caloric and energetic uh, uh, intake comes in the form of beer and beer products. So... My comment still stands. Yeah. You've got a really just, broken I don't, relationship I don't, I, with food. I Hunger is like a gentle murmur in the night for me. Creepy, yes. But necessary to pay attention to? Nah, it's probably just somebody being weird. Just the wall ghosts doing wall ghost shit. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, I understand wall ghosts doing wall ghost things. Yeah. But that relationship with food, absolutely not. I like to make it. I like to eat it. And oh, no, if no. I don't eat enough Hold of on. it Hold on. in a in a in an appropriate I time, I'm food. very upset. And I dramatically love making food. Every food should be a myriad of steps. And let me tell you the hard and fast rule of my life is that if every individual ingredient in the food that you're making is not delicious, then you're doing a bad job at fooding. Right. If they're like, you got to cook this thing, add water. Water's boring. So if you add water, you've already failed. Back it up. Add something better than water. 
You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Sometimes water is the most appropriate thing to add. No. No, always add something else. I'm definitely uh, add weird stuff. I also love food experiments. 10% of the time I've been steered wrong, but 90% of the time a success. So. Depends on how you look at success. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I love weird (laughs) fucking food, man. The weirder, the better. (laughs) So anyway. That's not at all what we're talking about today. Welcome. Uh, Today we're going to talk about egregores. Yeah. We just got back from seeing the Barbie movie a second time. Twice. Twice uh, we did that. Twice movie. in the theaters. We've seen this now. And uh, we uh, had- At our local theater, you know what? We're just going to literally zero affiliation. We live in Monterio. We went to Rio Theater. They like did a whole bloody thing for it. It's happening all weekend. It's so fucking hype. It was such a fun they, experience. They like, painted canoes. Yeah. They, like, and there was the like front. a dance and, party. Oh, it was, it was so amazing. much fun, dude. Oh, I love- I love- that theater and i love the like small community vibe of those kind of theaters i grew up in sonoma so like that's kind of what we always had right because that's like sebastiani theater right it's like a big old one screen theater yeah right that was like my childhood so anytime we go to the local theater here i'm just like oh this is like way better i mean like i love the big screen max 5000 omni corporations but like they're just not as fun anymore. There's kind of like an audience camaraderie that you get out of seeing something in a small theater like oh, yeah. that. that you oh, yeah. And this like was like, get. this was like full up. Like, it was so much fun. Oh, man. I cannot wait for the next big event that they're doing. Um, So shout out to them. You guys are the best. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So we saw Barbie for a second time. And what a Barbie world it was. Yes. So good. So fantastic. Uh, something about life being in plastic. You, you know how the song goes. Um, you can touch my hair. But that's, I'm not, no. Uh, <laughs> and it's, we're, we're rapidly up, up, uh, approaching a creepy. Well, you know, yeah. that's the vibe. Yeah. What, what is, what, it's not important. Um, so, the end of the movie. Okay, so spoiler free shit for Barbie real quickly. Uh, clearly Barbie's an agrigore. Yes. Right. So yes. let's go into kind of what an agrigore is, both like with specificity and with a little bit. Actually, of Actually, before that, if you're interested, we did. We actually watched Barbie on opening day along with Oppenheimer. We did the Barbenheimer experience. If you want our review for the movie. <laughs> That's like a thing that we get to say now. <laughs> oh, I experienced Barbenheimer. Don't worry. The like internet the, made a thing and I. I feel like we should it. have like a badge about it. Anyway, yeah. um, if you want to Is that a merit our... badge in your millennial? Okay. Look, actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, millennials. We should all have sashes and we should have merit badges on them. Like, did you survive a global pandemic? Yes. I mean, we're right? close. Uh, enamel pins are coming back. Is your so <laughs> is your company underpaying you and overworking you? That's a badge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you do you have a do you have a, a Gen X or boomer person in your life who said something in a public setting that you had to explain to a bunch of strangers? To try and clarify that they were just using a term that didn't make sense. 
uh, nowadays, but did make sense when they were children. That's also a badge. You all know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Don't even look at me like that. Don't so, even. Anyways, if you want to hear a review about the movie um, or the Barbenheimer experience or any of that stuff, check that out. You can find that on the on the YouTube channel. But we yeah. are specifically so, going to be talking about YouTube. our thoughts on the Barbie movie uh, re Barbie as an egregore. Right. Well, we're okay. So before we get into the thing that started the thought, let's kind of go over egregores just so that way, if you haven't seen Barbie yet and you're like about spoilers or whatever the fuck, then like it's good. Right. So if you don't know what an egregore is, an egregore is essentially a thought construct. Like, I feel like the like, like in quotes, dictionary definition of an egregore is an egregore is a thought construct or thoughts given form, right? Um, but I also think that that's sort of a kind of flat definition. It really kind of is. I, right? I feel like I egregore mean, it, it, it is perfectly more encapsulates than that. all of the details of what an egregore is. Uh, but like it does it in a way. So like sometimes we're I'm going to explain this in math because I don't have a better construct by which I, I'm a math person. Fucking don't shake your head. You know what I'm talking about. You shake my head I'm, if mathy. I want. I'm mathy dog. Uh, so like sometimes when you're doing math, you want to reduce, uh, 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 fraction to the lowest common denominator. Right. Uh-huh. But but sometimes it's beneficial not to do that. And like egregore is a thought construct is the lowest common denominator. It is the most raw and most perfect definition of what an egregore is. And I I mad appreciate that, but it kind of leaves oh, too much like on the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like. Yes, an egregore is a thought construct, but it's more than that, right? I mean, like the, the simplest form of this, in like for my interpretation, is that an egregore is the idea that like with enough worship, a god would be given physical form because uh, whatever the term is where worship gives god powers, whatever that word is mm-hmm. that describes that is simply a substate of egregoredom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because an egregore is any thoughts with enough power given form. So it's kind of the idea that like, um, you know, like if you build it, they will come. Yeah. You know what? That's actually a really great way to describe it because it's like, if you think it, it will exist. Yeah. Um, but like, think about like, if you think it, it will like physically exist. Although in, in a way, like a lot of times when we think about egregores, they don't exist in a, as a, as a thing that you can like poke. So they talk about egregores a lot in chaos magic. Don't worry. We have a chaos magic episode coming up. For you, this. Oh, do they talk about egregores? Yes, you know, for for as much chaos magic as I do, I've never read a thing about it. Yeah, yeah. So they talk about a lot in in chaos magic, and it's kind of like you're creating a thing that is then going to sort of like take on its own life, um, but a limited amount, right? So it's sort of like 
not, not quite like an automaton because sometimes it has a sort of a, a consciousness to it. Our patrons, some of you, you know, yeah, um, because we just talked about this. Yeah. Uh, but doesn't like, Egregore have a soul? You know what? That's Barbie. This is That's a conversation we need right to now. have. So that is so, actually what's, what's the up, Barbie movie. We're looking at you, right? Um, there. Yeah. Doesn't so, Egregore have a soul? So what kind of dinosaur would Zeus be? What kind of dinosaur would Zeus be? Yeah. Um, I feel like no. Yeah, I feel like no also. I feel like no. My money's on Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus? I don't know why. Honestly, I mean, like, I would say like a Megalodon, but that's clearly Poseidon. So, like, uh, I, I feel like Zeus would be something big and dramatic. And Ankylosaurus isn't big and dramatic? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Maybe Hon- one of know, those giant pterodactyls. Nah. I was saying, I was going to say, I think Zeus would honestly be a pterodactyl Maybe. because it's big. It's terrifying. And honestly, should it have the power of human flight? Can't just, no, no, it fucking should It can't just like appear right in front of you. I, yeah, I, I can get with yeah. that. I can get with that. Anyway, the Barbie movie is <laughs> actually what that is. Um, not Zeus as a, as a, as a pterodactyl, um, but... <laughs> Zeusodactyl, if you will. Zeusodactyl. Yeah. A Terra Zeus? No, it's definitely Zeusodactyl. No, Terra Zeus is just dirt Zeus, but Zeusodactyl means that motherfucker flying. <laughs> yeah. Sky ass looking motherfucker. <laughs> so the real question is, we still have to answer the third one. Who's, uh, what is, uh, what is, uh, Hades? Hades? Oh. Hmm. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. Hades is the mammalian muskrat hyper de-evolved form that survives the the meteor and inevitably becomes whatever the fuck's wrong with us. So. Yeah. Well, I feel like he would be a a land dinosaur of some sort. I'm just saying an underground mammal. Like not yeah. like at the time everybody's no, just like we're specifically Fuck Zeus. saying but like nowadays, what's up? True, but we're specifically saying dinosaur. And dinosaur the thing is, is we don't really know enough about them to know like if any of them like burrowed. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe so... one of them maybe one of them uh one of them tiny scurrying dinosaurs, what was uh chewed up that motherfucker in uh Jurassic Park. Oh, uh Compusauruses. Maybe a compi. Maybe one of them uh... spitty boys, huh? <laughs> Oh, maybe. With the fucking things? With little, the, little with flamboyant. The fringe? Um, Shit? I don't no, even know. No, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not vibing on it. I don't even know. I'm not vibing on it. Well, that's a... Maybe he's that's, just a gecko. That's what you guys get to think about yeah, now. Yeah, you comment below. What do you think? <laughs> what kind of dinosaur do you think Hades is? <laughs> fucking 100% on topic today. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> We're not swirling at all. It's okay. Uh, So anyway, um, a lot of chaos magicians use the idea of an egregore to pursue magical things for them, right? Like, and this particularly happens when you have like chaos magicians that are particularly interested in technomancy. Another thing that we actually have an episode for, if you're yeah. interested in that, check that out. Yeah. Uh, basically we'll definitely do a technomancy so, 2.0. Like, Let me tell you. So like I've got chaos opinions. magician technomancers tend to use egregores in this, uh, in like a fairly specific way where they like basically create a um they can either if they're a coder they like create a program that continues to cycle and do the thing and it builds up and does magical power for them however some chaos magician 
technomancers will create a sigil and then just put that online. And I don't mean just like post it on your Instagram, but like they put that online somewhere where it has visibility. So perhaps it's uh, embedded into an image as like a barely perceivable watermark yeah. or something along those lines. And and every time that and sometimes every time that image, sometimes it's it's literally written into the background code exactly of right? the image. Like, yeah. I don't know if you, if you're from uh the weird days of the internet in the early 2000s when you were like download a fucking movie in the form of a picture and you had to run it through a fucking uh through oh, a program yeah, to transfer yeah, yeah. it or some yeah. shit like that, right? Or like you would you would like save a picture that somebody posted uh and inside of the picture like buried within the like script that the computer reads to turn it into a JPEG uh is actually the link to the um to the thread that allows you to find the like torrent for that thing or maybe yeah. not i don't know what i'm talking about if the fbi is listening yeah but um or uh like nowadays when you're doing instagram stories you know how you can like move something over it so like if you're tagging someone it's common to like tag them and then put them behind put that behind like a sticker or a picture so you can't actually see the words i don't know so about that. that's new information to me really yeah that seems huh. that seems bonkers but okay um it's not necessarily just for tagging but like sometimes that's helpful so if like if you created like a, a essentially a Tied sigil stuff. you can kind of put that behind it and then each time somebody sees the thing it powers it but you can have an egregore where you think uh, basically where you think so hard about the mechanism that is going to create the magic for you that you can actually sort of bring that to life so yeah. people do if, talk about that if, usually as like a spiritual entity a thought form and not like something you can like poke yeah but barbie has been thought about so much over so long but barbie by has so been many such people. a part of the cultural id that barbie land is formed as like uh like in like a like a hyper egregore yeah right like a fantasy land you know well it basically um, not only created her but also everything around to, her to, to connect egregores and and technomancy if if chaos is data, right? Like the data sphere of our planet to use like a 50 sci-fi reference that we should be talking more about in this time. Um, and a technomancer is a programmer then an egregore is the spiders that crawl the internet um, to build Google and yeah. Yahoo and Bing. And I, I don't, no another way to search stuff that's just those three yeah i don't know either <laughs> yeah do you whatever the hell opera users are doing um op i guess mayhaps opera's a browser yeah but they might have their own thing i don't think they're so. like a whole they got like a whole bunch of oh maybe sci-fi I, I mean i haven't used opera since the late 90s so yeah early 2000s whatever but uh yeah so i mean the idea is that an egregore is is sort of like a product of conscious effort right uh there's what, what was that what's there's a movie specifically about how like this dude is not even a dude it's an egregore it's a horror movie yes and um, i don't remember what it's called oh my god it's such a great horror movie too it's so much fun 
I love that movie. I think we've talked about this movie before. I believe we did a review for it. Yeah, we've yeah. probably done a review for this flipping movie. Uh, but, um, you know, that's the idea that like, okay, so if you are specifically thinking about a thing, a system, a structure, a plan, uh, whatever, right? Um, like, that's good. You can make an agricore, but it's non-corporeal. Right? Yeah. It's not physical. Uh, but like, if we get enough people together to think about this constantly, then like physicality uh, is achieved, yeah. which is l- literally the plot of Barbie. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know that Barbie is saying a bunch of bonus words, but the the like lowest common denominator of Barbie is that Barbie is an egregore and Barbie land or Barbie world is like the necessary structure that must exist when so many egregores of a similar wavelength or whatever uh, are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you have to kind of like give it, like there has to like a whole, at, at some threshold, a home must appear. And that home is a product of the structure of the like omni egregore, mm-hmm. right? That houses all of the individual smaller specific egregores um, but not only there's a threshold where a thought construct both is affected by reality and can affect reality, right? And you see this in the Barbie movie, specifically spoilers or whatever the fuck, when like Ken makes his mojo dojo casa house. Yeah. Right. And then like uh, the CEO of Mattel gets a call and then that like dock worker is just like they're selling off the shelves. Everybody wants one, which I mean, to be fair. Yeah, it's tight, dog. (laughs) Right. So uh, so so there's that threshold where like when the barrier is breached between the place where egregores sort of um, congregate with some sort of uniform density um, uh, relative to the real world, like as much as we affect them, there's like a feedback loop where they can affect us. Yeah. Right? And that's where like you see that, but you also only see that in the form of um, Mojo Dojo Casa Houses are fucking hottest Christmas gift. Yeah. Right? And that... uh, in the movie's universe, Mattel is thinking about making a Ken movie. Yeah. And I cannot stress how much I want Mattel to release a Ken movie that is just the exact same movie as the Barbie movie, but with Ken's. Yeah. With whatever broken toy logic Ken is currently rocking with. Because yeah. that that guy needs to maybe instead of worrying about horses and the patriarchy worry about going to counseling because <laughs> he needs some fucking help dog that yeah. poor man needs to talk to an adult professional he needs to talk to a bigger adult he's not a big enough adult to deal with those problems <laughs> right uh, but 
with regard to egregores, we see at the end of the Barbie movie, Barbie returned to human, which is symbolized by her needing a gynecology appointment, developing well, the necessary tools for that's, that. That's the that's the joke at the end, right? But like, you know, well, before that, she talks with. Well, she clearly indicates when they first return to the when they first arrive at the real world and they're getting like weirdly hit on. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. let me tell you, those construction workers that Barbie gets grossly hit on by are like too smooth. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's like it's I mean, very funny, I mean, but it's like too smooth. Right. It's like that's great. But. Are you tell me that seven construction workers are going to deliver those lines that cleanly. Fake no, news. no, they're definitely fake not. fucking they're definitely news. Not. But it's a movie, right? But so it's I a mean, movie. yeah, her asking for a gynecologist in the end is definitely the like confformation to like close that loop there. Yeah, that she but like is became more human. That she yeah. is human. Yeah. yeah. Uh but before that, she is talking to uh Ruth, the creator of Barbie. Yes. In this like existential place and is telling her <laughs> this like in this like existential like, liminal, liminal this, like space. liminal ass judgy place. Yeah. It's not even judgy. It's like it's very it's very nice. Um It's very nice. It's very nice. And you know, she's talking to her and she's telling her how she like no longer wants to be the thing that is imagined, but she wants to do the imagining. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't want to be a thing that's imagined. She wants to be the thing that does the that, imagining. That that imagines. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, Which is literally an egregore telling its creator that it wants to not be an egregore. Hey, hey, you know what? That it wants you, to be. You human. know, you know what the Barbie movie is. So I, I don't. I'm not trying to make your life. If you say Pinocchio, so help me God. <laughs> Barbie is just fucking Pinocchio. Uh, the Barbie movie is just what if Pinocchio liked the color pink, and then everybody was real hype about it, and a dude who developed a nuclear bomb and was a womanizer somehow also got involved in the mix. So <laughs> no, not at all. Barbenheimer stole the world. Uh, is it weird? <laughs> yes. Do we have to admit to the fact that the internet so, might be doing some deep state magic? Also, so the yes, interesting thing about but... Barbie talking about telling her creator that she wants to become human is that she asks her creator for the permission to become human. And the creator tells her that she doesn't need to ask for permission, she can just decide. So there's a, so that indicates an interesting piece as part of this like evolution of an egregore thing where like, okay, so Barbie can become an egregore. Barbie is an egregore. The rest well, of the Barbies in Barbie land are an egregore. It's but not that Barbie can become if, an egregore. It's that she already is. Yeah, but like if they decided that they wanted to become human, they could just do that with enough thought with enough intention behind it correct yes yeah well okay so so a couple of things are brought up just in that sort of like initial bit there right okay so um uh what's the creator of barbie's name ruth ruth so ruth is like you don't need to ask my permission for this yeah and that's because in the grand scheme of things an egregore is never perfectly beholden to its creator yeah right you and i i like this seems 
to me, this seems like boldly obvious, right? But that's because, you know, like you had described earlier, right? The sort of simplest way to think about egregores is from a programming standpoint. Yeah. Right. At which I like, you know, I, I, I fancy myself a bit of a technomancer, uh, except I don't speak any programming languages. I mean, like I know HTML, but that's because I'm fucking 900 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, all of this new shit is not is so much work, dog. I'm, I can't do that. Uh, but. Um, when you write a program, you're not really in charge of the output of that program you're in charge of the writing of said program right so like listen uh let's we're gonna we're gonna play guess how old we are the game um you can write the code for tables in html i don't know if you know tables code in html if you do or have worked through this before you might be currently curled up in the fetal position on the ground as I'm talking, I understand that completely. I've been there before. Um, it's real. Tables is a nightmare before like sweet pieces of software did all of the fine detail for us. Uh, I remember writing tables pre that stuff. I, I do too. And it yes. is, it is fun. Fun is a strange way to describe it but that's the way that i think about it because i'm mm -hmm. weird uh but so like you can design a table and that table good math right chef's kiss math everything should be spatially reasonable and then as soon as you execute that fucking dot html index file that table is like what if everything was all the way at the bottom and all the way on the left or the right you know what I mean? So like tables is a fantastic example of tables in HTML is a fantastic example of the idea that you can write an egregore, but you also are not allowed to be in charge of precisely how the execution of that egregore is going to work out. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, or like um, modernly, if any of you guys have used like AI uh, writing prompt bullshit, or like uh, picture bullshit, what what are any of that sort of uh, those like apps or programs or whatever, right? You've definitely been like, make me a picture of like a guy standing in the mountains. And then you like execute and the program's like, here's this picture. And you're like, not the thing I was thinking about at all. But like technically it fills in all of the boxes that you assigned linguistically. Right. Yeah. So like Barbie land, Barbie world it, and Barbie itself is an egregore, but is like functionally dependent because you may have set the framework of that. But that doesn't mean that you're in charge of all the rules of that. Right. Which is a thing that Ruth. Yes. Yeah. Ruth is infinitely aware of, especially as we find out that Ruth isn't a person, but a ghost that just haunts the 17th floor. Yeah. Um, a weird, weird detail that I kind of low-key love. Ruth is maybe my favorite character, um, especially the second time around. But um, what we see is that Ruth says if Barbie wants to make this decision, she must understand. And in that understanding, we are presented with memories. And 
the thought occurred to me and the reason why we're having any of these weird, long, <laughs> sidetracking conversations about this is that if Barbie were an egregore, which I feel like we've made a reasonable argument that she probably is, uh-huh. right? Then the path from an egregore into mortality is a path of transition. So the transcendence of an egregore is to no longer be a construct made of thought, but to be a construct made of memory. So this line, I'm just going to like sort of paint the broad stroke picture of the thing that I thought as I experienced the second watching of this movie. And I had this sort of like idea hit me, right? Okay. So Barbie's an egregore. The path for an egregore to achieve full independent life or mortality, right? Because the separation there is that an egregore is beholden to the construct. Whereas mortals are infinitely free, capable of doing any series or number of uh, shenanigans, right? So, uh, Egregore Barbie chooses to become a mortal construct human Barbara, right? In order for her to do that, she had to convert her basic Barbiness, right? the function by which she is valued as a thing, the thing that makes her what she is, the thing, the like, instead of being a, a construction of thought, she had to become a construction of memory, right? Which would mean that mortals, us, people, humans, whatever, are in the present moment a complex structure of memories reacting to nowness. So if we are memories reacting to nowness presenting in uh, skeleton mechs with flesh armor, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the last episode of the podcast. Um, uh, it's not specifically about that, but I mention it in more detail. Uh, but so if we are skeleton mechs of flesh armor, um, being piloted by memories, right? Or a construct that is uh, the collapsing waveform of memories as it reacts with time TM collapsing forwards, right? Then an egregore is the exact, or can achieve the exact same thing, but, you know, once it reaches a level where it gets physical form, except instead of being piloted, instead of being a construct made of memories, it's a construct made of thought. So like hopes and dreams and fears and emotions and all of these other things, which like hopes and dreams and fears and all this stuff is a portion of memories, but it is not the full breadth of a memory because memories have singularness right? Whereas hopes and dreams and thoughts have a infinite plurality to them, right? It's the idea that like, it's the difference between a specific beer, right? Like I drank this beer. It was a good beer. It's of a specific batch. It was made with specific kernels of 
grain. It's from a specific place and time. So that's singular, right? So the beer has a direct linear connection to the past or a memory in quotes to it. Whereas the concept of beer is like a a tea made of grains that's fermented under pressure to carbonate it with some sort of a bittering agent to stabilize it for shelf life, right? So an egregore has to achieve the transitional logic of moving from thought construct to memory construct, right? Uh, and what I found fairly fascinating about that, which is the reason why we want to talk about it today, uh, all of this aside-ness aside again, is <laughs> whatever, is that this is intrinsically opposite to transcendence from mortality into the Godhead. As Whether, a human. As a human. So, okay. So, like, if if a mortal is endeavoring towards transcendence, whether that transcendence is enlightenment, whether that transcendence is sainthood backslash awakening, whether that transcendence is achieving the Godhead present in all of us. Look to a bunch of other podcasts where I talk about my beliefs on that. Um, But like, so if we have the power to transcend, then at the same time, and now that I think about it, several movies kind of conceptualize the idea that a god may return to mortality for a given amount of time uh, or for a given, like, task or plot element. Uh, Barbie does a fantastic job of actually defining the steps for unenlightening for de-infiniting, right? Because mm -hmm. Barbie's infinite. She neither ages nor achieves absolution in gender. She She's not real. She's not real in like a profound way. And I think that subtextually- well, she's not human. Well, I mean, she's not real insofar as Barbie doesn't even follow the laws of physics. Okay. All right. She does not exist in the same plane of reality as we do. And in fact, all of Barbie land does not exist in the same plane of reality as we do. Right. Uh, the like clearest example of this is the fact that she neither needs to consume sustenance yeah. nor reasonably address a bunch of shit in her reality to still participate in her reality. Yeah. Right? Like, she don't eat nothing. And also, like, every day's the exact same perfect day. And until she achieves, until a god in their realm discovers the flow of time, Right. Until they discover singularness, even in the tiniest form of it. Right. Everything repeats infinitely and there's no issue with that. But as soon as she became aware of the repetition, as soon as she was dancing and thought 
do you ever, Aaron asked, do you ever think about that sometime mayhaps? Right? <laughs> Until that happened. Right? Barbie Land was like a closed loop. Yeah. Right? But when she asked that, Barbie Land had to deal with the fact that the state of egregore dumb that each Barbie achieves and the land that's produced by the like compound like energy the like compound force fields you know it's sort of like a bunch of starships all come together and all their force fields combine to make like a big force field or whatever the fuck you know you've seen this happen in like a bunch of science fiction sure yeah okay this is like a very common science fiction put two or three things together by their powers combined captain planet this is literally the plot of captain planet right (laughs) until barbie land as a captain planet had to deal with like heart or fire or water being like this seems a bit sus, right? Until that shit happened, Barbie Land essentially had no framework of time, right? Everything was always the same and perfect. And then that shit started to, like sort of unravel when Barbie became aware of the fact that she was an egregore, right? Okay, so with regard to mortals, us achieving like enlightenment and stuff, often you think of that like achieving enlightenment is like accepting that all things are mm-hmm. right. So, so the way that I think about that is like experiencing time at the bleeding edge of the waveform. So instead of making the subconscious decision, like all mortals do to live uh, an infinitely small distance backwards from the waveform such that we are able to, try and compare it to our predictive models and rationalize and emotion towards and react as a construct of memories, right? The achievement of infinite, the the transcendence towards goddom, right? Or in my belief structure or in my opinion has always been moving to the absolute forefront of that. And instead of just... instead of reacting to a thing accepting the thing and reacting or interpreting or uh interfering with as a secondary thought right so you want to put yourself in a place where you're at the absolute forefront of that as well as to make the transition from a structure of memories to a structure of thought itself right you need to become pure consciousness Right. You need to like transcend all of your like basic mortal memories and realize that your memories are colored by your experience. Like you may have experienced that Starbucks is shitty because you've only been to one Starbucks and the person behind the counter was like particularly an asshole, even though actually they were just having a bad day and you didn't know that. And the coffee wasn't great, but actually the machine was burning it up. All right, we're back. the camera overheated and and we had to put it in the freezer to unoverheat it so we don't remember what we were talking about so you know that spongebob oh. 30 minutes later like literally it's 30 minutes later it is actually 30 minutes and later we kind of don't remember what we were talking about so we're just gonna tldr this and then wrap it up because i was probably just ranting <laughs> like i generally tend to uh for you newcomers thank you uh so 
Yeah, whatever. Okay, so Barbary's path from Egregore to mortal is one of uh, giving up her connection to infinite thought, right? The hive of thinkers that create her as an egregore and solidifying into singular memory right and and as she achieves memories she becomes mortal or human right so this is directly the backwards path which is actually kind of funny because like the path to go from barbie land to the real world how do you go back from the real world to the barbie land well, it's the same thing, but backwards. Yeah. Right. Which means that like subtextually, this entire movie has always been telling you the path to uh, transcendence. Yeah. Right. Like if we're going to play that game. Oh, also, I, I don't we haven't mentioned this once yet. One, fuck the studios. If you're a studio, eat a dick, help support your writers and your um and your actors, so pro WGA and SAG-AFTRA. Um, and also, if you watch the Barbie movie and your emotions are something about whatever the fuck you define the word wokeness to mean, which is probably a bullshit definition to begin with. First of all, um, why are you or, here? Or, or yeah, if, you if you've lasted this long. Um, but, uh, but, or, if you like watch the Barbie movie and thought that it was anti-man, then the smoothness currently occupying your dumb skeleton fucking pilot unit at the top um is just not gonna be taught reasonable logic because this movie is exactly as pro like women in the real world as it is pro being kinuff because the kin are the oppressed class in barbie yeah right and the plot is that absolute rule is the wrong thing regardless of gender it's so fucking obvious if you watch the movie but um yeah so whatever if you're any of those people i don't know whatever eat 12 dicks uh but but so like for me the subtext of the second watching of the barbie movie was specifically that the barbie movie is sort of like the science fiction mirror equivalent of like transcendental philosophy, mm -hmm. right? Because we got to see Barbie, uh, an egregore, a living, immortal, infinite God, choose mortality and the path he ha she had to take to get there, right? And by preaching that going the opposite direction is the solution, and by like studying sort of like letting go of the self and instead becoming and achieving like sort of infinite uh acceptance like be be like taking in all things evenly right we could assume that if barbie the egregore achieves mortality by losing infinity and gaining singularity by leaving thought and becoming memory, then the path for mortals to enlighten themselves into or raise themselves to egregore god status, right? To achieve enlightenment, to become an egregore, 
to transcend to the greater godhood, whatever like linguistic structure is the one that you generally use, right? It would be that the path is to leave singularness and become a or accept the production of infinity, right? Because it's not like, yes, one lady is the lady who drove Barbie, um, I was going to say reasonable doubt, Barbie. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, what Barbie is she? Um, thoughts of death, Barbie. Thoughts of death, Barbie. Right. One <laughs> one lady was like thoughts of death, Barbie. And those thoughts were so powerful that she affected like the greater structure of the egregore as processed through Margot Robbie's specific Barbie, which is the one that she pulled out of the bin yeah. and was drawing off of and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, it's. There's a duality with it, right? Where mortals are infinitely free, but limited egregores or, and I would consider Barbie and Barbie land to be like Olympus. Okay. Yeah. Right. I would consider it to be like, um, uh, uh, like the, like the Viking. Like, like realm of Valhalla, yeah. uh, like the realm of the gods overall, right? Oh, uh, Asgard. Asgard, yeah, as like Asgard, right? It is a special place where the rules sometimes and sometimes, like sometimes do and sometimes do not apply relative to the structures of story, the bardic tradition of the people who are participating in that particular time and place, right? I would make the same argument that this is what Christians perceive as heaven, um. But like, so if you were to think about it like that, right, Barbie land like that, then like Barbie is choosing to achieve mortality in the same way that a myriad of Greek gods have done and failed at yeah. before. In uh, the same way that like, you know, uh, Norse gods have definitely like um, been involved with mortals in the same way that uh, angels and the Christian God has booped wombs for Jesus to be a thing. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, whether or not uh Christian God may or may not be Zeus on a hype train or, um, or, uh, uh, Loki playing a joke or Dionysus or Dionysus being a bit of a silly lad or um oh my god what's his name from the book where he where he's Santa uh flipping post Ragnarok oh, ass motherfucker a Balder Balder uh because Ragnarok already happened um I mean whatever the the Christian Bible specifically tells you that other gods exist um so like if like, you have to deal with that not me <laughs> but uh so like if the path from godhood is infinity to singularness then the path to godhood would be singularness to infinity yeah you know what i mean yeah and like i hadn't really like the first time we watched barbie i was primarily focused on the, the barbness and not the e-ness i guess uh-huh uh, but this time around, when you get to pay attention more to like the background stuff, second time around. And let me tell you, there's a lot of delicious background stuff 
in this fucking movie. There it's is. so good. Yeah. Uh, but like, when I thought about it, like at that very last scene when Barbie's in the liminal space with um, uh, Ruth, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like, like that felt very much like a like the grounded interpretation of the like car to boat to spaceship to camping to roller skates yeah to get to earth right or like from barbie's perspective right it's infinity to singularness so just like how the uh will ferrell the ceo of mattel he didn't experience uh car but oh there's a bike in there Whatever he didn't experience. There's also a snowmobile. Yeah, he yeah, he didn't you missed, experience. You missed a bunch of them. He but didn't. It didn't he, it doesn't he, he didn't experience car, boat, spaceship, bike, camping, snowmobile, roller skates. He his initial experience was roller skates, bike, camping, uh, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck, whatever you know, spaceship, uh, boat, car. Right. So his initial experience into Valhalla, into Barbie land TM was actually inversely proportionate to Margot Robbie's Barbie traveling to the real world. Right. Yeah. And and weird Barbie and the narrator, which we should address that at a separate point of time. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think that the narrator exists as sort of like a structure that must rule and comment upon Barbie land, right? Mm. It is the uniform. It, okay. If Barbie is an egregore of people specifically playing with or addressing the stereotypical concept of Barbie and weird Barbie is the egregore of all weird chopped up, putting the splits thrown in the bottom of the toy bin disrespected with with rags <laughs> thrown into a soup fed to the dog blown up by your kid brother with his gi joe's barbie doll then weird barbie is that egregore president barbie is uh is a lesser form is a lesser egregore in the fact that she is specifically the thought form, the thought construct of all of the people who've played with the specific Barbie doll that was president of the United States, right? Uh, Just like Beach Ken is specifically the thought form of all of the people who played with beach-themed Kens, right? I had Beach Ken. Well, I mean, but like, is there more Ken than Beach Ken? I mean, there's sugar daddy Ken, but that's there are, just there weird, are other confusing, Kens. and also give me a yeah, sugar daddy there, Ken there are movie. Other Kens. Please, a Absolutely. standalone movie. Sugar daddy Ken was my favorite Ken. He's the funniest <laughs> Ken. It's the best Ken. Best Ken, sugar daddy Ken. Um, but like, if you think about it, you have like simple egregores in the conceptual idea of like, like. Supreme Court Justice Barbie is a specific Barbie. She might have come out in a bunch of different skin tones. She might have come out with a bunch of different outfits. But in the grand scheme of things, 
when you think of Supreme Court Barbie, there's singularity in that thought. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, you know, it's, well, not singularity necessarily, but it's more specific. Whereas you think of, like, everyday Barbie, you think of, like, Beach Ken. Beach Ken is, like, 50 dolls. Yeah. Right? You think you think you think of you think a weird Barbie like as soon as they define weird Barbie like every person who's had Barbies thinks of that one Barbie they had that they were just like I'm a hundred percent a hairstylist I got this yeah. and then they cut that hairstyle up and they were like I mean that was intentional right you know yeah. like that sort of yeah. energy right so like weird Barbie is the culmination of weirdness yeah across barbies because that's not a product weird barbie right and same with margot robbie's like barbie is that she's not like even though she's like original like og barb right she's more than just og barb because she's within the structure of being a thought form she's actually transcended to something more than that yeah and i would almost argue that in barbie land there might be an OG Barbie that's distinctly separate from Margot Robbie's Barbie. Because Margot Robbie is now the stereotype, the, yeah. the basic structure by which Barbie is judged. Mm. And, and that like original black and white striped swimsuit Barbie is like a different Barbie. Even though that might be the origin of Margot Robbie, she's like gone on a story. She's gone on a journey as an egregore that like we as like audience goers never got to perceive. Yeah. Right. So if you sort of like look into that, look at Ken, look, look, look at Barbie land TM, then the narrator is an egregore for the bardic tradition of playing with Barbies. Yeah. Right. So Helen Mirren, is that who's yes. the narrator? Okay. Helen Mirren's voice and Barbie land, the like houses and plastic beach and like pink white house is not, it is specifically a product of the thought form of little girls. And, and I mean like, whatever, if you were a boy and you played with Barbies, that's also perfectly okay. I, toys aren't gendered and people who say that they are, are fucking stupid I, whatever but like if you're like a child playing with a barbie that barbie exists in a world uh-huh. right so helen mirren is the voice of narration the thoughts given language to define the world and barbie land itself is the world so barbie land is her body and Helen Mirren's voice is her consciousness. Yeah. For the egregore that is Barbie land. Right. So, so if we kind of like collapse Barbie, the Barbie movies information into Barbie, Barbie land, our egregores and the path away from godhood, from infinity, immortality into mortality is one of giving up that that multiplicity and achieving singularness, then you could also argue that this is the backwards path taught to the Mattel Corporation or um, the mom and her daughter. What is that mom's name? 
I don't remember her name in the story. That's okay. America Ferrera. America Ferrera, yeah. who just fucking slays in that movie. Yeah. Right? Like, they learned that path backwards, right? So, if Barbie is teaching us that path forwards, or, like, clipping the wings, right? Uh, descending from godhood into mortality, then by simply taking that path backwards, we can find the path to transcendence from mortality into immortality, which yeah. is like kind of a bonkers subtext that kind of fits the movie shockingly well. Yeah, I right. Agree. I agree. Like it's sort of a weird energy. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a weird like, energy compared yes, to but nothing because the rest of that movie's bonk. No. Also, yeah, the rest of the movie is is really weird too. But like, it it is in such a different. It, it takes place in such a different like feeling of reality to like what we currently consider real life yeah. that it's kind of like, oh well, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, bloody like bloody can be or or uh, Doctor Barbie being like, uh, it's only going to take you a very short period of time to heal the small bruise that happened because nothing was broken. In fact, it healed us while I was saying this, so you're perfectly healed. And Ken's yeah. just like, thank you very much. <laughs> and then like they move on. Is such a great example of like that world isn't real. Yeah, yeah. Well, rather it's operating in a different state of reality. Yeah, it has different rules. Yeah. Is probably yeah. the most appropriate way to say that. Right? Yeah. It follows different rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah, um, this has been probably more long-winded than is necessary. <laughs> there um, was a lot of squirreling. But... It, it was so much so that the camera was like, shut up already. That's fine. The camera can't shut me up. Nobody can shut me up. That's What's up? True. I'll fight you. I've been trying. I'll fight you. So hard. It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> yeah. Four score and four years ago. Score's 20 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anywho. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know that a score is 20, so welcome to old timey knowledge. Yeah, there we go. And a fortnight is 14 days. That's true. So, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, this was just one of those, like we saw Barbie the first time and I feel like maybe we mentioned the air. We thing, definitely but did, but I don't remember. Like we we didn't. It wasn't flesh like it fleshed out. out. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Much. But this time around, being able to watch the movie without like. Well, you already know what's happening, right? Yeah, so I, I guess without is like... the wrong way to say that. Without the novelty. Is the best way to say that. Well, without like, without the, newness, novelty. Yeah, is newness. knowing yeah. knowing where it's going, really. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like that thing about like it watching you... a M Night Shyamalan movie more than once. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen Lady in the Water, you know what's happening. If you've seen The Village three, four times, um, you know about you should, Bruce Willis. You should no longer be shocked by The Village. But that, if you yeah. know how many. <laughs> If you know about ghosts being seen, then you should know whether or not this kid sees ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Right. Um, so it was definitely one of those instances as well as like, we got to see it in a smaller theater, which like, I like as bonkers as it may seem, uh, to like a big city person, 
to be sassy. Like, if you have the opportunity to see it in a small town theater, go see Barbie in a small town theater. Yeah. It was such fun. It was such a different It was experience. a totally different vibe, yeah. right, dude? And not in a negative way, but it was just like, it was better. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. I mean, we saw it in, like, before the movie started, they had people, like, be like, who's seen it before? Raise your hand. And, like, most, by a, by a considerable margin, most people had not seen it before. Yeah. Um, Which I was quite surprised about. Yeah. yeah. It's, been a, it's been a while. But, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about egregores? What do you think about, like, the comparative logic? Because, like, clearly I'm making the connective tissue between like an egregore and like, let's say a fallen angel or a God, a, a God who's approaching mortality. You know, that one episode where Q becomes immortal and is getting picked on by the, by the crew of the enterprise. Cause he's a bit of a cunt. Um, just because he thought he was a God or whatever. Like, what do you think about that sort of detranscendence concept uh, and like, what do you think about reading a subtext plot in the Barbie movie as a lesson, an inverse lesson towards transcendence, a thing that I genuinely am shocked I can make an argument about, <laughs> but the argument feels sound. Also, if the argument doesn't feel sound and you think that I'm just like a, like an asshole who's talking too much, comment below. Tell me how I'm wrong. I I'm going to read it and then immediately disregard it. But you might have the power to change my mind, or at least that's what you're supposed to believe <laughs> or whatever you people are on about. So let me know about that. Um, I'm I'm more interested in you just overall your opinion on the Barbie movie and Anchor Course. Have you thought about the Barbie movie in that thought Context, form? Yeah. Right. Uh, and also, if we think about the Barbie movie as recognizing that it's egregores and people are enjoying the Barbie movie, are we producing a more realized Barbie world by the prospect of the way that we're thinking? And if so, um, which kin is best kin? And are we thinking of a Barbie who's maybe a mom, maybe not a mom, and it doesn't matter because she's just wearing her a best flattering Barbie, right? top and she's just is, gonna make the it? best of her day. Trying her best Barbie? Uh, I don't, I don't remember Some, something like that. It. Yeah. 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 But she's just I love it. It's the, it's the best. And she's just trying to get through the day. And, yeah. Oh, I feel that so hard. Yeah. Best, best Barbie trying her best Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, weird Barbie. I love, I fucking love weird. Barbie. They're just like, we call you weird Barbie behind your back and to your face. And I'm like, but weird Barbie's the best Barbie. What? She lives in the dopest house, right? Her fits are the most fire. Like they're not fashionable, but fucking who cares about high fashion? Jesus, it's awful. Um, well, but she's the outcast. That's what they're trying to. I mean, get I across. know that she's the outcast, but weird Barbie's best Barbie. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll die on this hill also. So yeah. So kettle anyway, corn and weird Barbie. Tell uh, us what. What you are your thought? opinions on all that? Uh, what did you think about the Egregore Barbie concept? And um, how do you feel about that? If you have kids and they're playing with Barbies, do you think that maybe your kids are affecting Barbie Land? Uh, <laughs> And maybe you're trying to now protect a weird god kingdom because your kids are growing up. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Such an interesting, like, idea or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't know. We had so much fun with the whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, let us know what's going on with that. So, comment below, like, subscribe, do all that kind of shit. 
Um, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron Podcast, podcast. Uh, uh, Pub Pub Chat Edition. And um, yeah, those were just some sort of like post Barbie 2.0 thoughts. Yeah. With regard to egregores and the structure of potentially transcendence and reality itself. Yeah. How do you feel about that shit? So, yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.